Now, let's talk sports with Kanoa Leahy on ESPN Honolulu. What's up, everybody? Welcome. Let's talk sports. Coming to you on this Wednesday, I'm Kanoa Leahy. Back in the PAXA studios in Honolulu. It has been an arduous week uh, for me. Uh, off the field, so to speak, uh, in uh, you know some, some personal family uh, issues. Uh, and then myself, I got sick the last few days. Uh, just a head cold, thankfully. Uh, but Josh Pacheco was uh, nice enough to scramble to figure out how to fill in uh, for my uh, absences. So uh, thank you, Josh, who is working the board here uh, today. And also want to welcome to the show, joining via uh, the technology at our disposal from the island of maui of course my man jordan helly what's up jordan how's it going what's up man yeah the, i've been a little while since uh, i got a chance to join you guys as well <laughs> yeah. it's it's nice to to kind of look through the void uh and you and josh josh gotta be like the most uh, irreplaceable guy there right so, so I th- this is interesting we got into this little uh, discussion uh, prior to going on the air here and like if we were to pick an espn honolulu like most outstanding employee or mvp uh who would it be and i think you know josh Pacheco uh, wears a lot of hats right he is the programming director he also is a play-by-play announcer for uh an innumerable amount of events including uh, uh men's basketball uh, here as we enter that season um, you know has to scramble in instances like the last couple of days uh, so he would definitely be in the conversation uh, wh- wh- where would you go where would you go with some of uh, the the nominees or candidates kind of fitting that we're talking about candidates here uh, the day after election day <laughs> it's like election week now I don't even think we're done yet, oh no right? we're not there, even close st- yeah. There, yeah there's, we're still there's waiting more for another printouts and printouts yeah. and all kinds of stuff yeah so uh, yeah We'll uh, we'll keep our eye on that. Uh, I, I, it, it's kind of funny because I think most most of the folks there uh, at, at ESPN Honolulu are working like quadruple duty. Yeah. I don't know, right? Uh, you got you got Josh, who I don't know how many different things he's done at this point. Um, maybe more than five. Uh, you got the behind the scenes crew, right? The digital side, ah, yeah, uh, which that's is really key. bumped up. Uh, I'll give a shout-out to my guy, uh, Jaron Kobashigawa, who helps produce the podcast that Hunter and Hughes and I do together. And nice he's plug. doing, like, digital stuff. Yeah, yeah, Hawaii News Now. I mean, uh, Hawaii News Now. <laughs> Hawaii <laughs> Football Now. Oh, oh no. No. <laughs> no. No, no. Oh, no. Check <laughs> out 1500 for that. That uh, was a lot like Hawaii News Now's <laughs> election night coverage. It was a little disjointed. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, yeah, Hawaii Football Now, uh, which you can catch on <laughs> Thursdays on any of our platforms. Uh, <laughs> Uh, that'll be tomorrow, folks. Uh, listen out there. Uh, but he, he does a bunch of digital things. You know, you got our guy Tiff Wells, who's doing uh, like volleyball. He's going to the mainland like every other week. Um, he's doing Rainbow Wahine basketball again, I believe. Right? Yeah. And, uh, uh, he's he's that guy's all over the place. Yeah, I mean, I, I we do not, or at least I certainly do not pretend to uh, consider. Uh, myself as as even remotely in that discussion i just got like my little carved out little show uh record a couple of little commercials and promos here there jordan you at least have a radio presence as well as the podcast hosting presence uh josh pointed out chanel sutsuse is that uh, the last name yeah uh, so she is like the on, on the digital side she kind of runs that and boy does that department hustle i mean you see how active they are on social media so she would be uh, in the conversation uh, yeah, but I don't know. Josh's war, you know, the uh, in this case, words above replacement. Uh, it would be difficult in between the play-by-play stuff, the afternoon show, uh, some of the other fill-in spots, as well as doing the programming, uh, directing. That's a, that's a tough one. Although, 
I would have to maybe suggest that the deciding factor, because this is an endeavor and an assignment unlike any other, uh, is the fact that uh, Gary Dickman has to host the fans voice and that show is sort of the coup de gras of everything that we do here it is an absolute high wire act with no net and gary dickman has to somehow navigate through that um it is hilarious he uh, somebody has their finger on the dump button because you don't know what any of these uh, people who have just been you know uh collecting liquid courage throughout the evening like you have no idea what any of these people are about to say and so to perform that role might push Gary Dickman over the edge just because it is incomparable. I, I'm, I, ooh. That, is, <laughs> that is hard to argue with. It is, uh, it is a task unlike I would say anything else that, uh, that any sort of uh, employee or, or especially on-air personality, right, has to handle, I would say, uh, at ESPN Honolulu. Like, yeah, I, I, I jump on the radio sometimes, uh, and then we do a once-a-week, like, 45-minute <laughs> podcast. So it's not, it's not like it's not like my credentials are long <laughs> or uh, or worthy, really. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're doing the, what are they, the three-hour show, and they, 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 they the, the fan's voice, that is. That's the one, man. That is, it takes, it takes a certain level of, uh, like professionalism, well, I would say, like, well, to kind of hold it together. Patience, all, yeah, patience. patience like, like all, a, all a, a variation of thick skin, right? Like you, you have to sort of be able to like dodge these weird bullets, like Matrix likes that are yeah. that are being thrown at you. And but, it's, yeah, but you can't a, take a, it too serious either, right? You yeah. got to be able to banter a little bit, like yeah. Like, but you also don't want to take like all credence away from what some of these super fans, or at least fans that are uh, that are feeling strongly enough about the program, to call into a show called The Fans Voice after a football game and to voice their opinions, displeasure, or otherwise. Like, uh, you, you don't want to eliminate that automatically, even though some of what is said at times can be somewhat, you know, gibberish-like. Uh, but there are some people that make good points. So, like, you have to navigate all that stuff. You don't want to just absolutely stomp the, those flames out. Uh, but then you also don't want to come off as as too sycophantic, you know. That's another thing that you sort of have to ward off, and yeah, that's a hard thing to navigate, man. So I, <laughs> I give Gary Dickman, uh, I give him credit for for having to do that. That might, along with the morning show, waking up at an ungodly hour every single weekday morning, uh, with some of the other um, you know responsibilities that he had. Sorry, Josh. I, I think uh, Gary Dickman might uh, might just nudge you, but it might possibly come to a ballot runoff if that's uh if that's any consolation for that you. is that is totally fine because i know the award doesn't come with a bump in pay so that's <laughs> fine gary can have it yeah jordan and i are we're going for like uh six man of the year type stuff like that those are the awards that that we're uh, in the running for uh it was election day yesterday by the way let me throw out the number 808-296-1420 the number to call you can also text in via the zephyr insurance text line uh, all right so jordan uh yesterday was election day i know that you're busy with some of your other work uh outside of the sports media industry uh, and so that had you running around yesterday i'm just curious like how do you guys observe election day because it's just politics has become so it it, it has become so like the, the the radiation of it 
is now so potentially damaging that watching election night coverage for me has become akin to like watching a horror movie. Like I just, I don't know when to cover my eyes. I sometimes just flip the channel because I'm like, oh, something spooky is about to happen and I'm not ready for it. It's like, it has it has become somewhat corrosive, uh, the whole process, right? And so uh, I, I watch in fear sometimes, uh, you know, throughout the, the election day, uh, especially when you're looking at like national races and things of that nature. Uh, what about you, Jordan? How do you observe this? Well, I think the, the parallel to like radiation and radioactivity is probably a really good one because it is, you know, it, it's one of those things, right? Because you want to pay attention, you want to stay informed, you want to stay involved. Uh, it can be uh, it can bring about a lot of positive change. It can bring a lot about uh, bring about a lot of um, you know progress or however you want to frame it, right? Much like nuclear power, <laughs> right? Like it can it can it can power whole cities. It can it can uh, it can it can cut down on energy costs and all kinds of things. But it's like, boy, if you if you spend a little too long around it, or if uh, if you expose yourself a little too long, there can be some really lasting and damaging effects. And uh, that's kind of how it feels nowadays. Uh, for you know, it can be it can be quite depressing. It can be quite soul sucking, right? <laughs> I think on a on a local level, it's 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 at least a little more civil, right? I think I think we have in 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 certain ways, uh, you know, tried to stay above the fray. And I'm not saying we're immune to that, um, or that it, it it doesn't crop up in in different races or different areas or anything like that. But it it's not quite the uh, <laughs> the national the national scene right and so my whole, i mean i pay attention for sure uh but i i definitely try to uh pick and choose when i kind of tune in right yeah. I, I i can't subject myself to like sitting in front of the television for hours on end once the election coverage kicks off right at like 6 p.m eastern or whatever it is which is early in the day our time right and then and then you get into the local stuff and it's going and and uh, you know you're, you're you're probably watching late into the night, and so yeah, you gotta you gotta take it in doses. Yeah, you, you can't you can't go headlong. Yeah, that, I think that's a pretty good description uh, how you broke it down right there. That's sort of the process that I go through. Uh, and for what is it? The, it? Just like the primary, we were all waiting on Maui. Uh, we were waiting on Wailuku and the uh, last few uh, individuals to vote there at that specific precinct uh, for the first printout to be released. Uh, what's going on over there, Jordan? What's happening? Why why is it taking so long to vote over there on the island? Of course, now it's been flipped where we're waiting on. <laughs> Uh, thousands of Oahu votes to finally be uh, tallied so that we can get yet another printout and hopefully put the conclusion uh, on this whole thing. But, uh, yeah, what's happening over there on Maui, man? I, I, for the, I, some folks have been to Maui in the last decade. <laughs> things, things, have, things have gone a little weird over here. Um, for, for uh, you know, to put that generally. Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I swear there's some people who like, I want to be the last guy in line. I'm going to be the last guy in line. I'm going to wait and, and, and I, I don't think this was the case for the poor kid yesterday who was like, you know, who was the last one in line and he got like interviewed <laughs> on yeah. statewide television. Yes. And uh, he was uh, he was like the poor 18 year old kid who's been voting for the first time 
figuring things out, right? He, he, he did, it's his first rodeo, and he's like, hey, yeah, it's my first time to vote. Uh, but I do think there are some folks out there that are like, you know what, I'm going at the last minute because I want to be the last guy in line. Maybe I'll get the Chelsea Davis interview on you White News You get to talk to Chelsea now. Davis. Exactly. <laughs> Who doesn't want to do that? You're right. I think the guy that was actually my favorite part of, like, the entire night of election coverage was the guy Aiden, I believe was his name. Aiden, uh, and he yes. was the last guy to come out of that Wailuku precinct, uh, and he was basically the last guy to vote in the state so that they could release that first printout. Uh, and they had the studio heads, right, Mahalani Richardson and Kahi Tucker, them, and they're like, hey, uh, Chelsea, ask Aiden why he chose this election as his first um, to vote, right? Because he said he was a first-time voter. And so uh, Chelsea's like, uh, yeah, why did you vote? Uh, you know, why did you decide this was your first election? He's like, well, um, my age. This is the first uh, election that I was uh, old enough to vote. <laughs> and Chelsea's like, oh, fantastic. And it just, Seems it was like just, a good reason. It just was so, it just was so funny. And uh, Aiden was just a real dude. He was just a real dude that went late to the poll and waited an hour and voted and did his civic duty and then got the interview after with uh, Chelsea Davids, which is now becoming sort of like the reward for those people who go a little later on the island of Maui but yeah that was that was pretty funny and uh election day man it is uh it is it can be a game changer uh but boy is it now a roller coaster ride here uh in this country and in this day we're still as we mentioned uh waiting on some of the final uh, votes to be tabulated so that we can call a lot of these races some of them still too close to call uh interestingly enough all right so we are going to have our own variation of uh, election day here at Let's Talk Sports because uh, we got our own LTS election ballot. It's going to be sports related. We're going to get into that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, also excited because, hey guys, this week it's the start of Rainbow Warrior basketball season. The Rainbow Classic is going to tip things off this Friday. Hawaii is going to uh, get on the floor with uh, Mississippi Valley State as part of the four-team Rainbow Classic, Eastern Washington and Yale, the other two teams that are participating here this weekend. So uh, very excited about that. Uh, hoops is upon us. The Rainbow Wahine basketball team has already started play. This is going to be the first official game for the Rainbow Warrior basketball team. Uh, and so uh, in that vein, we are going to be talking with uh, my guy, uh, one of my uh, good friends and a guy who I've been able to uh, work with for several years now. Uh, he is the color analyst for Rainbow Warrior basketball on the Spectrum Sports telecast. Artie Wilson, none other than Artie Wilson, also in the running for ESPN Honolulu's Sixth Man uh, of the Year Award. Uh, he has his show on point on Fridays. He's going to join us on the other side of this break. So uh, we look forward to that. Uh, again, we're going to talk a little Rainbow Warrior basketball. And then at the same time, uh, in the segment to follow, uh, we're going to do our little LTS uh, election ballot. So stay tuned for that. But I uh, want to remind you, with inflation on the rise, you can rely on Domino's Hawaii to keep prices affordable, folks. They're doing some great things. Great inflation relief, as a matter of fact, from Domino's Hawaii. You can obtain that uh, by going and ordering online. In fact, you get 20% off on all menu-priced items when you order online. Domino's Hawaii, supporter of Let's Talk Sports with Kanoa Leahy. All right, more show. Jordan Helley joining us from Maui after this. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Kanoa Leahy here in the PAXA studios in Honolulu for this edition of Let's Talk Sports. Jordan Helley is joining the show from the island of Maui and very excited to welcome to the show uh, via uh, the Aloha Kia hotline, a good friend of the program. You can listen to his show on Fridays on point uh, with Artie Wilson and, of course, my partner uh, for Spectrum Sports television coverage of Rainbow Warrior basketball, Artie Wilson 
is on the line. What's up, Artie? How you doing? I'm doing great, buddy. Let's get it going. It's starting this week. You have said it time and time again, right? And I know you said it again, or if you haven't yet, you are going to here in in your upcoming episode of of your show. Uh, You have always said, hey, football, all that stuff, uh, baseball, that's that's the mere precursor. Those are the appetizers to the main dish that is basketball season. I know you feel that way, right? Well, absolutely. I think football is like uh, have a couple cocktails and a couple <laughs> of poo-poos. Uh, baseball is you get the first course and you get salad and some soup. And then there is basketball where you sit and get that filet or you get that, that nice piece of fish or whatever it is you're going to go for. And then if it's a good basketball season, you grab dessert, too. What yeah. The heck? yeah, yeah, why not, right? Like the postseason, March Madness, that, that could work yeah. as dessert as well. Uh, well, thank you for making time to talk to us. Obviously, we're excited to get this season underway. It tips off for the Rainbow Warriors on Friday, 57th Outrigger Resorts Rainbow Classic, and the first opponent, Mississippi Valley State. Of course, coached by George Ivory. Uh, we will be familiar with him, those who have followed Rainbow Warrior basketball, because he used to coach at Arkansas Pine Bluff. And so if it's a George Ivory coach team, you best believe, They'll be on the schedule, and that's uh, that's how Hawaii's going to start things off here uh, this season. Where are you at in terms of your level of expectation, just generally speaking here, uh, for this upcoming Rainbow Warrior basketball season, Artie? Well, I'm, I'm high on the team. I think they should have a great year. I think the schedule is, is not uh, uh, that tough, so I think they should win 20-plus games. Um, I think that... Uh, They've got a bunch of returning guys, and then they've got uh, Samuta Avea coming back off of his injury. Unfortunately, we lost Juan Munoz mm-hmm. to uh, the Achilles uh, injury, which is a huge loss. But this team has enough on the on the roster to really compete for the Big West Championship. And based on their preseason schedule, they should win a lot of games because they don't have a a monster schedule. It's not like they're playing a lot of the blue bloods or any of the, the really big name schools. So they should, they should, they should have a great year, I think. Yeah, you know, Aron Ganat has always uh, uh, applied that mantra of next man, every man, right? And that's in the instance of of injuries and, and other reasons why players who are expected to be part of the rotation aren't part of the rotation. In the case of Juan Munoz, just a heartbreaking injury considering what this guy went through last year coming back from a knee injury. And boy, did he look good in that exhibition against Hawaii Hilo prior to the Achilles injury. Um, what are your thoughts on on that? I mean, even just from a personal standpoint, uh, those of us who have gone through the rigors of being injured and the heartbreak that comes with it, uh, how much you feel for this guy, but also from a basketball standpoint, because what his what his absence now means for the team is they're sort of back to, to where they were last year in terms of that backcourt rotation. They're a little thin once again, Artie. Yeah, they really are. And, and Juan Munoz, let me just say this. For a young guy to have gone through three ACL surgeries in four or five years to rehab back from three different major surgeries and get back to where he was when we saw him last week play against the UH Hilo, he looked really, really good. I I got more excited about this team after seeing him because I thought he brought a different dynamic to the program and to the floor, he, he, he's the kind of guard that can shoot it, can pass it, can dish it. He can do it all. 
but but more importantly, he's smart, and you could tell the way he played the game. I would have had him on my electrician's team if I could have, if we were still doing summer league. That's how good I think he is. <laughs> okay, the I ultimate like, hey, compliment. You, you, that's right. You got to play for me in the summer because that sucker can play. That being said, he goes down to an uh, an injury that is worse than three ACLs. When you when you injure an Achilles, there's not much you can do other than have the surgery and hope to rehab at some point in time over time and get back to a point where you can walk around and maybe jog a little bit. But you're, you're hardly ever the same guy. And after three surgeries and the ACL, I don't know if we should expect him to do much more than be a, a guy going to, to the playground and shoot it around a little bit with his mm-hmm. friends, but ne- never competing at a high, high level. Now, that's not for me to say, but I just know how hard it is to come back from uh, ACLs. It's even worse coming back from an Achilles. And mentally, mentally, he's got to be fatigued at having to go through rehab. Rehab is horrible. And, Kanoa, you know, you've done it with your, your own knees. I mean, it's, there's nothing good about a rehab situation. And I feel bad for Juan. Now, for the university, that's a huge hit because I know he was going to be a difference maker for this team. And now it's just going to be important for Javon McClanahan and Noel Coleman and, and Rapp and Lotto, those guys, to step their games up and, and take his place. Now, no one's going to replace his shooting ability, but I think a Lotto, Lotto is, can be special if he comes back and, and gets into it and gets in shape and gets ready because he's physically probably bigger than Juan and he's stronger and he shoots it not as well, but really close, I think he could be a difference maker for this team. Hey, Artie Jordan here. And, yeah, we talk a little bit about the 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 backcourt now needing to step up, the depth being, uh, you know, obviously impacted there with the Munoz injury. Uh, but where do you kind of see the strength of this team coming from? Uh, you know, the, obviously the expectation's high. I think you outlined that, expecting over 20 wins. But where do you kind of see the, the, the strength of this unit kind of coming through? I think Noel Coleman's got to have a big year. I think he's got to play and and be consistently a 15 to 20 point guy. I think Kamaka Hepa has to step up and and not play a co-starring role. He's got to play a starring role, and that's a that that's a different mindset because if you if you're used to being one of the guys and and being an occasional uh, starter and occasional superstar, you you have a different role. But I think Kamaka Hepa, for UH to have the year they, they expect to have, he's got to be starring Kamaka Hepa, not also starring Kamaka Hepa, if you understand what I mean. He's got to be big time this year in order for them to be, to be as good as they can be. And then the other guy that I think is critical for them to have some success, and he never I, – I, I haven't seen him come out every day and every game being special. Bernardo Da Silva – has got to be exceptional every single outing. He can't be good two games and down one game, good one game, down one game. He's got to be good every night for them to be successful. Yeah, there's there's definitely some some length they've got on the back end uh, with this group. Uh, you, you briefly touched on Samuta Vea. I think a lot of people will be excited to see him back on the court uh, contributing. What is What does he bring? What is his reintroduction to this lineup bring to the program? Well, Samuta is just, he's a hard worker. He's, he's aggressive. He's, uh, 
He he wants to do special things on the floor. He wants to, you know, Samuta will drive, and whereas some of our bigs will drive and want to shoot a lay-in, Samuta will drive, and his first thought is to go up and try and throw it down on somebody to not only excite himself but to get the fans excited. We have other guys who, who when they drive, I mean, they're, they're shooting a lay-in like, like, you know, you and I would do nowadays. Um, but Samuta brings excitement, and he brings a, a certain attitude to the court. I'm hopeful that he can play without injury, without re-injuring anything, and 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 not have to take a take a, a back seat to anybody based on the way he wants to play uh, against Hilo. I don't know if you noticed it, Jordan. Against Hilo, his first drive to the basket, it wasn't a drive for a lay-in, Samuta drove baseline and wanted to throw it down on somebody from Hilo. And I went, God, you can't even wait and get lathered up, Samuta? Slow your roll, buddy. But that's just, <laughs> that's just who he is. Yeah. Samuta is that guy, and, and you, have to, you have to love that because he's going to play hard. I hope, he can, I hope he can play hard and be the Samuta of old and avoid injury and be a real difference maker. Yeah, I think that's that's the concern. Avoiding injury, he already missed about a month of practice uh, due to uh, some uh, you know body maintenance stuff. Uh, you even mentioned Amor Lotto. Uh, he was out for a couple of weeks as well, just getting his uh, wares about him and getting back into the rotation is said to be available here uh, this weekend, though, for Hawaii. Um, this roster, nine returning players, ten if you uh, include Juan Munoz, but nine returning players, they lose Jerome DeRosier, Junior Madut, and Mate Cholina, who were all heavy factors in the rotation last year. Uh, with the returnees, though, and, and obviously a big one in the form of Samuta Avea, who missed all of last year due to injury, and then you have the additions of guys like Ryan Rapp, Washington State transfer, uh, you have Matias Svetozarovic, transfer from Portland, and then the freshman guys like Morsek, seven 230-pound frosh, although very raw for sure. Harry Ruliadef, who I think you and I both agree, uh, 6'9", 220-pound freshman, can kind of maybe develop into a Jerome DeRosier type of player, but it might be a lot to expect that of him here in his first campaign and season with Hawaii. Uh, how do you compare what Hawaii has personnel-wise this year to what they were a season ago? Well, the biggest loss that Hawaii has coming into this season is they lost Jerome DeRosier, who was not the most talented guy that they had last year. He, he was an average talent guy, but he gave you maximum effort, and he had some pit bull in him. He, he, was, he was a little nasty, but very clean with it, but he played hard each and every night. You never saw Jerome DeRosier take a, take a game off. Even when he couldn't score, he did other things to give you a chance to win. And he also never backed down from people. I don't know who that guy is going to be on this year's team yet because we haven't seen him compete. I hope they have somebody. Uh, if not, Jerome is on the bench, so he better slap one of them guys <laughs> when they get on the floor because he's, he's our grad assistant right now. He better instill some of that toughness in somebody to step on the floor and do what he did. Um, Morsek, you, you mentioned him, seven foot, seven one, two thirty. He is raw. There will be games where he will probably be a huge difference maker, and then there'll be other games that he may foul out in the first ten minutes because he is raw and he, he's kind of uh, aggressive, but maybe not as, as sure of himself of when he should do and what he should do. But he's somebody you should look for to grow up and by the end of the season be a difference maker. 
All right, we're talking with Artie Wilson. He joins us via the Aloha Kia hotline. Uh, just one more question uh, before we let you go, Artie. You mentioned it's the it's the ultimate compliment that Artie Wilson can give somebody or a player is, hey, look, I would want you on my elect Electricians Hawaii NCAA Summer League team. Uh, you said that about Juan Munoz, uh, obviously out injured. So of the players who are available on this Hawaii roster, you got one. You get a choice of one for Electricians Hawaii NCAA Summer League league which one are you picking you mean i can pick one guy from and i can't I, do do i have a healthy one no no we'll, we'll put one on the side because of the fact that that he is injured so of the remaining players you get one Artie. which one are you I picking take, you gotta give me noel coleman okay and the thing the thinking being like what, what is well, noel he's left-handed he can shoot it all right and left-handers have an advantage, and and Noel has been fairly consistent. And in the summer league, you know, you win summer league games by your guard play, just like just like the March Madness. So get, if I can't have Noel, and I, I don't have Juan, give me give me Noel for sure. All right, high compliments uh, flying around from Artie Wilson. Um, hey, appreciate it, Artie. Looking forward to Friday, man. And uh, listen it's to On Point with Artie Wilson nine o'clock on Friday. Yeah, it should be fun. I look forward to working with you another year, and we'll have a good time. And, Jordan, I think we're going to have some fun, too, one of these days. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it, Artie, a little later yep, this month. Yep. yep. All right. Well, look forward to seeing you guys. Have a good day, and, and uh, get ready for uh, some exciting basketball. All right. Take care, Artie. Thanks, Artie. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Artie Wilson, that electrician's Hawaii team, man. Uh, you get Noel Coleman on there because uh, he can turn it on like a light switch for electricians Hawaii. <sighs> oh, you are going to be doing some uh, games with uh, Artie though this year, right? That, You're doing the uh, North Shore, yeah. yeah, North Shore Classic. Yeah, right. I got that. I got. I got that correct. It's the classic, <laughs> I, I, yeah. not an invitational. Or, no, it's uh, the North Shore Classic. It's yeah. the North Shore Classic. That'll be cool. I, I, I think it'll be a fun event, right? It's. Uh, <laughs> it's the it's same. Kinda... It's the the first night is the same night as the uh, state tournament for high school football. Or state yeah, championship, the, the, the so, open division championship. So if Kahuku yeah. is in that game, as as they are expected to be, then you guys will be up in Laie, and all of Laie will be in town yeah. <laughs> at Mililani watching the uh, the state football championship. I think the good thing, I think that day, the um, the basketball game, I think is at three thirty. Gotcha, gotcha. In the afternoon, and I think the the. The football game, I think, is like at seven. So you could you could come check it out a okay. little bit, right? You want to be traffic. It's a Friday. It is Black Friday. Um, the day after uh, Thanksgiving, obviously. But, yeah, yeah, it, it, it'd be fun, right? Obviously, for Samutave, it'd be awesome. Um, it's it's a shame that there's not more collegiate basketball at, at the Cannon yeah. Activity Center, right? Like, I mean, all those years where, where BYU-Hawaii was so good and, and uh, some, I mean, the guys that came through that building and, and played there. So, yeah. That'll be a lot of fun. Looking yeah. forward to doing that with Artie. Back when Ken Wagner was running that program, I was uh, calling games for Hawaii Pacific University. Used to go up to Cannon Activity Center all the time. It was a fantastic venue. It still is. I'm glad that it's going to be hosting basketball again. I'll be up in San Jose with the football team, uh, but certainly we'll be uh, watching uh, those games as much as possible. Busy weekend. 
Yeah, yeah, they've got a lot of a sports lot going, going on. on. Yeah, and the, to, to celebrate the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, <laughs> a lot of sports to choose from uh, when you're on a full stomach. All right, <laughs> big thanks once again to Artie Wilson for jumping on with us. We appreciate him uh, giving us his time. Reminder, listen to the Rivals Fantasy Football Show presented by Rivals Sports Bar and Lounge in the Waikiki Malia by Outrigger. Ask our weekly fantasy experts for advice on your team and win NFL memorabilia. That's Wednesdays at 8 a.m. on ESPN Honolulu. Our own little Election Day ballot when we come back. Let's talk sports. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Let's talk sports. Kanoa Leahy here in the PAXA studios in Honolulu, being joined from the island of Maui by my man Jordan Helley. Josh Pacheco is working the board. Yesterday was election day. We hope that you submitted a vote. Uh, it is our civic duty. It is one of the few things that we can do as citizens uh, and residents uh, of this wonderful place uh, to impact uh, how things are legislated and how the world and community around us work. Um, that said, we're going to do our own little election ballot, sports-related, of course, uh, the LTS election ballot. Uh, Josh, would you like to uh, rule over this? Yes, all right. It is Decision Wednesday. Yeah, let's let's make this official with music because <laughs> everything is. All right, uh, let's start with the Office of Sports Commissioner. Uh, this is a job that obviously uh, no one really likes you, but you get paid a lot of money. That's right. Uh, so uh, Office of Sports Commissioner, guys. Who's on your? Uh, who, who are you checking off the box for? Roger Goodell, Adam Silver, Rob Manfred, or the underdog Gary Bettman? <laughs> That's right of the NHL. Yeah, basically just like the the commissioners of the four mainstream sports. Uh, you are allowed to write in a vote too, by the way, in this very democratic process. Uh, so uh, those are the listed options. But feel free to go uh, off of that list if you want to. There, Jordan. Uh, I think this is a pretty easy one for me. The sports commissioner, like most high level elected offices, um, the uh, rich owners uh, have this individual in their pocket, uh, but you have to sort of find that balance of serving the players and the fans and the electorate as well. Uh, and I think the, the, the individual who has navigated that the best has been Adam Silver of the NBA, even though he's run into a few issues here as of late. But I think the way he has handled it while showing a, a unified front with the players and also holding owners culpable for some of their misgivings and shortcomings, I think he has navigated that well. If you're talking about money uh, production and, and revenue generation, uh, Roger Goodell's still the guy who oversees the king monster behemoth that is the NFL. But if I'm choosing an individual, I think I go Adam Silver. Yeah, I think he has been, you know, he kind of got in there and, and he really impressed early on with some of the things that uh, he had to deal with uh, after after taking over, you know, uh, kind of right away. Uh, you know, Gary Bettman gets a lot of heat. He, he's done quite well, I, I think, kind of bringing that thing back from the brink, you know, following the strike year, which is a while ago now. Uh, I think their new TV deal with ESPN and Turner have worked out uh, quite nicely for them as they kind of continue things with the expansion of, uh, you know, the Vegas team, the uh, the Seattle Kraken. Uh, they're, they're a sport that is once again growing uh, and bringing in more revenue. So I think he gets a little bit... Um, an unfair kind of uh, a rap when it comes down to it. Uh, not a Manfred guy. It, Goodell is the the granite rock that uh, <laughs> you know doesn't move right, except uh, only downhill when it comes to just making more money for for the NFL. So yeah, I still go with Silver. I, I think he has shown the most uh, adaptability. I think he has been as uh, dynamic as any commissioner you could hope for. 
All right, we're going to have to pick up the pace here on these. What's the next one here, Josh? Yes, next one, Office of Sports General. We're basically talking <laughs> about a head coach. Greg Popovich, Steve Kerr, Bill Belichick, Dusty Baker, or write your own name in here. That's right. Dusty Baker, of course, fresh off of the World Series win, and so we threw him in there. Got to be happy for that guy. Uh, I think for me, it's probably between Greg Popovich and Bill Belichick. They're the most established. They're the ones that command the most respect. Steve Kerr kind of fell into a very beneficial situation in terms of the personnel on his team while he has obviously been able to balance some of the egos and stardom uh, and celebrity on that team pretty well. He has to uh, receive credit for that. Uh, so for me, it's between Pop and Belichick. It might be a little bit biased, but I kind of like Greg Popovich. I kind of think that he's a guy that treats even his superstars the same as he treats most guys down on the end of the bench. Uh, and so I go Greg Popovich. Uh, plus, even with his terseness, he is still a little bit of a better interview than Bill Belichick. Thus, we'll perform better at the debates. <laughs> which is which is what you're looking for here. Uh, I'm going to give a nod to my guy, Dusty Baker. Oh. Recency bias, be damned. Uh, I've still got a soft, soft spot for Dusty because of all his years in Chicago with the Cubs and getting them oh so close, right? He was oh so close with the, the Giants. He had really good teams elsewhere, but uh, it, look, they were loaded, the Astros, right? But uh, it, it, it would have taken a pretty unique individual to, to kind of weather the storm and get them back. I, I still got a soft spot for Dusty. The only reason I don't completely hate the Houston Astros is because of Dusty Baker. All right, what's next, Josh? Next one, Office of the Goats. Uh, <laughs> this is pretty obvious. Tom Brady, LeBron James, Albert Pujols. I'm just going to throw a right in here. Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh! Okay, Cristiano Ronaldo, my doppelganger. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you would have to put, in my opinion, Tom Brady uh, at the top of this. You know I'm a LeBron stan. You know that, right? But I think uh, in the in the case of Tom Brady, he's just he's produced such a resume that is so overwhelmingly just over the top in terms of his accumulation uh, accumulation of of achievements and rewards and championships. Like he is to football as a quarterback what like Cy Young is to Major League Baseball like he's just so far out there none of his records 100,000 yards passing by the way that he just uh, reached uh, so milestones that will probably never be touched um, at least not for the foreseeable future so I think I gotta go Tom Brady here even over my guy LeBron yeah I'll go with a guy in a similar boat uh, Josh I think kind of went the, the direction I was thinking I'm not going with Ronaldo I'll go with Messi oh still playing uh, and he'll be he'll be featuring here in the World Cup in just a couple of weeks. Oh wow, a write-in vote. All right, what's next, Josh? I think Jordan's watching MSNBC because Kornacki at the big boards got like a, a Telemundo Copa World Cup <laughs> thing as right. part that's of. Right. He ran out of Kornacki, paper. Bilingual. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Office of the Goots. Now this is <laughs> this is not a Guardians of the Galaxy character. No. Uh, Goot being greatest of our time. There are so many names here. We can't do the Oha choose three. Uh, so just pick one, Giannis, Steph, Shohei, Judge, Doncic, Jokic, Mahomes, A-Rod. Yeah, so this is like greatest of our time. This is like the, the, the guys who are we're, we're within their careers, like in the thick of things right now. And these are guys who are projected to maybe be Office of the Goat nominees down the road. Um, this is a tough one. I, I, I think because he's a little bit further along uh, in his career, I think I lean towards Steph Curry uh, just because he has the championships. He now has the NBA Finals MVP. Uh, he's, you know... A, 
Giannis is still what, like 27 years old, and the guy's like a two-time MVP already and a world champion. And so I'm, I'm tempted to pick him. I just think that Steph's a little further along, so he might get to the office of the goat category here in the not too distant future. I think he's still here in the greatest of our time, though, the office of the goot. And I think I go Steph. Yeah, some of the it's like Rogers, right? He, I think the last five weeks he's officially like taking his name <laughs> off of this list. It's like yeah. you, you no longer qualify. The rest of these guys are ridiculous. Bit like, of a November surprise for uh, Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, I am loving it. <laughs> I love it as a Bears fan. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of fun. Um, as a Lions fan, I'm enjoying it too. Yeah, hey, it could win for the uh, for the whole little blue last week. Uh, I'm gonna go Shohei because have we seen a guy like that before? Maybe Babe Ruth. It's fine. I I didn't get to watch Babe Ruth. I'm just I I just look. Their team's not good. It's been a shame that you know he just like Mike Trout. But I mean like. It's Otani to me. Okay. What he does? Gosh. I think that's a really good pick. Yeah, I'm 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 thinking of changing my vote, but it's too late now. Uh it's already been processed. All right, what's next, Josh? Yeah, this just in Aaron Rodgers is uh is questioning the validity of this election. Uh let's do uh, <laughs> one surprise. more yeah, uh, one more here. Office of Future Leader. I love this one. Uh Sauce Gardner, Victor Webanyama, <laughs> Kenneth Walker the third, and Julio Rodriguez. Yeah, um this is a tough one, man. Uh, because like Sauce Gardner living up to his name, Victor Wembanyama, everyone is saying is the the best prospect, uh, even greater prospect than LeBron James uh, coming into the NBA draft, which is hard to believe. Kenneth Walker's probably in line for the Rookie of the Year. The Seahawks might have like three of the major awards, right? Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year with Geno Smith, and the Rookie mm-hmm. of the Year with Walker. Uh, and Julio Rodriguez is just an absolute stud with the most gorgeous eyes that you have ever seen on a star athlete. Uh, this is a tough one. I'm not even sure which way to go here. I've been very hoops uh, like heavy in, in the way I've been leaning on this. Uh, so I think I'm going to change directions there. And I, I think I'm going to go with the guy who of these individuals already has the big contract going forward, already established as the long-term superstar, and that's Julio Rodriguez. Oh, I like it, right? Uh, I, I... Victor, how are there still guys who are like true unicorns out there? How, how have we gotten to the point where there's still these freakazoid athletes that we have yet to uncover? Um, I'll go Seattle adjacent. Paulo Bancaro. Oh, he's been, he's been outstanding. I like it. Okay, yeah. Uh, the guy who uh, <laughs> I uh, said uh, should go number one, he did, and uh, it's paying off. Yeah. I also said uh, Astros in six, by the way. So, uh, yeah, what has two thumbs and is feeling himself right now? Uh, you can't see it on radio, but this guy. All right, that's our election ballot. We're going to take a break. We'll have our best and worst when we come back. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Let's talk sports. Kanoa here in the Paxa Studios in Honolulu. Being joined from the island of Maui by Jordan Helley. Uh, Billy Hull's still on a trip. He's in here some Wednesdays. He's been kind of all out of whack. I was sick the last few days, out a couple days last week. Uh, Josh Pacheco helping to scramble and get that filled. So uh, we're trying to get back on more of a, a normal schedule here as we move forward. But uh, big thanks to Jordan for jumping on with us. It is our home stretch. It is time uh, for our best and worst. So, Jordan, what are you bringing in the best category here for today's episode? Yeah, my best. The uh, state football tournament starts this weekend. A uh, bunch of action in uh, Division One and Division Two. The Open gets going next weekend. 
uh, with some of their semifinals. I think we're in for some really good games. I, I think they're, uh, the Division One tournament in particular, I think, is really even. It's really loaded. Uh, Division Two should be a lot of fun. Uh, there are some some really quality teams uh, in that that Division One tournament. I able to behind Luna this weekend. Kona Waina waiting in the wings. Uh, Kapa'a Waipahu. Uh, Iolani waiting in the wings. I think we could see some really good games, some really good players as well. I mean, you got like Division One FBS uh, Power Five conference talent on some of these teams. Uh, you on the call on uh, any of this action here this week? I'll be on the radio call this weekend uh, with my dad uh, in nice. Lahaina, fire permitting, oh, crossing our fingers. Yeah, I mean, seriously. she's Louise, right, out there. Um, I'm sure they'll figure something out, whether, uh, you know, obviously, hopefully everything is all good by then. I think 40% that Big Brush Fire contained at last check uh, about an hour ago. Uh, and it's right there near campus, right uh, atop yeah. the hill above Lahaina Town. So, um, yeah, I'll be on the, the radio call. All right. With, well, uh, uh, with Pops. We look forward to that. Fingers crossed, certainly, regarding the brush fire. My best, uh, you had a National Letter of Intent Day, or at least a signing period that started today for basketball and several other sports, non-football, uh, and one of them, men's volleyball. And you had a trio of commitments from Moanalua to the men's Bas- uh, volleyball program at the University of Hawaii. Justin Todd, Kai Rodriguez, and Zach Uchuk all signed their national letters of intent to play for Charlie Wade and the two-time defending national champion UH men's volleyball program. So that's pretty cool. They're all like stud dudes. They're all tall, and uh, they all are uh, looking to uh, contribute to what they refer to as the best volleyball program in the land. So that's uh, that's a good one. Uh, what's your uh, worst there, Jordan? Yeah, it really is, right? I mean, inarguably right now, they are the best volleyball program in the country. It's crazy to say uh, every time I think I utter it out loud. Uh, my worst, it's not really my worst. Uh, the only worst part about this is that uh, there, there were some cuts to be made. The United States uh, World Cup roster announced uh, mm. just in within the last hour, and they get going uh, in less than two weeks, November 21st, they start their World Cup uh, go and it's just uh, some of the big names uh, left out now. And Zach Steffen, one of the goalkeepers, uh, one of the big names, Ricardo Pepe. So it's kind of rough to see some of these guys not get the call. Oh wow, yeah. Is that uh, Father Time kind of uh, making uh, an impact there, or is just kind of turning yeah, the page, think, getting to uh, the younger think, gen? Yeah, a lot of a lot of young guys. I, I think it's just uh, you know kind of the manager's decision, and and there, you know there are only so many spots, and I think the pool is is a little deeper than it has been in the past. All right. Well, speaking of manager's decision, my worst, the fake Twitter verifications. That's right. $8 to uh, subscribe and get verified on Twitter. That went live today, and you already see it paying dividends in a great way, including the fake Adam Schefter account with the check mark, posting fake news stories, including Josh McDaniels getting fired as Raiders head coach. So uh, get ready, everybody. Buckle up. Chaos is abound on Twitter. Thanks a lot. Elon. All right, that'll do it for us. Thanks to Jordan. Thanks to Josh. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Let's talk sports.